Hello and welcome to the third episode of Audio Kitchen, a cook-along podcast where we will be making quick and easy meals in real time. For this show, I am joined by another friend of mine and fellow student, Tor Basket. Hello, Tor. Hello. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. I'm actually very excited for this recipe, mainly because it's got wine in it. It's wine. You're excited <laughs> for the wine. I mean, I did mention earlier that uh, we were using cream and that kind of... Yeah. Brought a smile as well. Uh, in the next half an hour or so, we are going to be making a recipe called tarragon chicken, quite an easy one, and should be able to be completed within 20 minutes to half an hour. I've got the ingredients laid out here ready, um, and they're all in the description for you. But in case you haven't read that or are a bit too lazy, they are here as well. So we've got a bit of chicken, some regular chicken breasts, some double cream, nice and fresh. We have some chicken stock. I'm using stock pots because they're cheap. Seasonings such as pepper, tarragon, and chopped garlic, as well as potatoes, because we're going to be making some mash. And Tor's favourite, that she's actually leaning on at the moment, <laughs> some white wine. Dry. Dry white wine, specifically, thank you. So, we've already kind of got a tiny bit cracking here, and just uh, pre-prepared, you might want to do the same, by peeling some potatoes, ready to make some mash, and uh, measuring out some white wine, 200 millilitres in a measuring jug, as well as 200 millilitres of chicken stock. Uh, make sure that's hot, you can't really mix it unless it's hot. Um, and applied that to the chicken in a nice deep frying pan. And that's only just happened, so if you want to get that ready, we can start from here. So that I can see there, Tor, you've prepared all of the potatoes ready, mm -hmm. peeled them nice and well, and cut them up as well for easy boiling, which is yep. your own suggestion. So what I'm going to do is add hot water to our boiling pan. I'm assuming you've made mash before. Yeah. Yeah, nice and easy. I'm assuming that's why we've got some cream. Uh, partly, actually. It's going to have a double function here. So we're going to mm. add the cream to not only our mash, but also to create the base for our sauce. Love a creamy sauce. A creamy sauce. And that's where the tarragon and garlic are kind of coming in a bit. You can also see that I've got a sieve ready for that. So your white wine and stock mixture is currently simmering away quite yeah. quickly. Yeah. Are you turning that chicken over now? Yeah. Uh, as I was saying just before we started recording, the kind of reason we want to uh, get the wine in there quite early on is to boil away the alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you can see that the uh, chicken's just a bit raw on the inside, but that's why we're putting it in here. Most people don't like boiling chicken because it goes a bit dry, but that's why we're making the sauce in a bit as well. But you're right in saying that we should have uh, flipped the chicken over, which I've done now, just so we can get a nice, even cook on each side. So here's the fun bit, where we kind of set the hobs to do their own thing and just wait around for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> can we get this creamy sauce sort of halfway ready to put in? Uh, see, the creamy sauce... Was it all put in with the white wine and... What we're going to do is we're going to cook the chicken first, mm -hmm. um, add a few seasonings to the white wine, then we're going to keep the chicken warm, which, thanks for reminding me, what I'm going to do is just preheat the oven to a tiny, tiny, about 60 or 70 degrees, um, and get a tray ready as well. We're going to keep the chicken warm in the oven, and then we're going to make the sauce in the remnants of the chicken wine broth mess. <laughs> <laughs> But Keeping yeah. all that lovely flavour in though. Well, at least trying to. Um, <laughs> so what I've got here, um, like I said before, we've got garlic. I've gone for some... Cheated. Yeah, I've cheated a tiny bit. You can buy fresh garlic. This one's cheaper and is longer <laughs> lasting because it's frozen. 
Uh, so what I'm going to do is simply just open up the packet and with my cheaty garlic, uh, to take one tablespoon full and that wasn't quite a tablespoon was it? <laughs> Add that to the wine and chicken together. You're just putting that in yep. various places, not in any specific lump. No, because what, um, what tends to happen when you boil um, in a pan like this one is the heat kind of comes up from the centre of the pan mm. and spreads outwards towards the edges. So what we'll probably find in five minutes is that all the garlic has floated around the edge. <laughs> um, so Which wanna... it is actually currently doing. Yeah, so we'll want to move that around in a second. We're also going to want to add some of this nice, again, I'm cheating. Because it's not, it's not chopped tarragon. It's not fresh tarragon. Because um, I'm a cheapy. Although the good thing about dried herbs is they still keep their flavour as much as they would if they were fresh. If anything, they actually have more of more packed in them when they're dried. Perfect. That's the kind of information we want. So we're going to add a nice sprinkling of that to the wine, chicken. That was really salt bay. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I wasn't intending for it to be that way, but um, here's the fun part as well where you get to clean up after the mess you've already made. So I'm just going to be putting things back in cupboards. How, how, how sensible am I? <laughs> <laughs> and washing things up, or at least giving them a rinse. That's what we do here. They say that a tidy chef is a good chef. Well, what do they say about a scruffy chef? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they don't say they anything. They really talk about scruffy chefs too much. We, we sweep those chefs under the rug. <laughs> That's what they say. Like I say, this is the, the easy bit, just kind of, you can leave the chicken to do its own thing, the same with the potatoes, um, but you do kind of want to keep one eye on it, because I'm not going to advocate anyone to uh, just leave their hobs go in without checking them. You don't want to stir it too much though? No, absolutely not. You kind uh, just of want to just wanna... leave it to do its thing. So what it what I'm doing is just kind of flipping it over every so often to make sure the chicken... Rather than moving it around the pan. Yeah. They say you shouldn't do that with rice as well. That's mm -hmm. why people always end up with sticky rice. Yes, you should yeah. leave rice as it is. You should actually also um, wash rice. Wash rice to remove the starch. And it also has <laughs> it has a poison in it. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Go on. Um, oh, what's the one? It begins with S. It's S. always in Agatha Christie. Cyanide. It has cyanide. cyanide in it. That begins with a C. No, it begins with... It's, it's not cyanide. What am I about? It's arsenic. It's got arsenic That begins with an A. I know. It's got S in it, though. Good. Nice factual information. <laughs> no, it's got Brilliant. arsenic in it. Um, very small traits, but if you have too much of it, then it can be pretty bad. Wow. <laughs> so you're supposed to wash it 24 hours before and then leave it in cold water before cooking it to remove the arsenic. Well, we're not going to be cooking any rice today. <laughs> uh, what, what, is there any poisons in potatoes that we should know about? Because that's something we are going to be There are if with. you eat them raw. Okay, good job we're cooking them then. Yes, that's never it. eat a raw potato. I'm not even sure you can make raw mash, to be fair. No. At least it would be a challenge. Definitely. Um, <laughs> what I'm going to do as well is just lean in slightly. Because uh, the mic was a bit far away from the lovely bubbling broth. And I like that sound. It's a nice sound. You're staring at me weirdly. <laughs> Shut up and listen to the sound, Ryan. Okay, I'll just... Oh, there you go. How's that? It's starting to smell more like an actual recipe now rather than just raw chicken. <laughs> which is always nice. I eat raw chicken as it is, to be honest. No, I don't. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so what, what we've got going on at the moment is simply boiling the chicken, boiling the potatoes, ready. 
I'm actually going to turn up the potatoes a little bit. Bit meh. Bit meh. Um, where did I put that tray? Cool. So, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by myself. Um, once we've boiled the chicken, which I think should only take another couple of minutes. Um, you can see the garlic kind of floating around now. Um, we're going to pop it on a tray. We're going to put it on the tray, like I say. Put it in the oven. No oil. No oil. No oil. Straight as it is. Yeah, because we're only keeping it warm. Bish bash bosh. Very low temperature. Oh, I've got it on. What was it? 60 degrees. About 60, 60 or 70. You might want it lower than that. Again, just keeping the chicken warm, um, putting it in its holding place. In fact, I'm going to do that now. I'm going to do that right now. So. Then we get to do the fun part, which is making the sauce. So, so you're popping that in the oven. Yeah. Just gonna put that top shelf. And then you've got all those lovely remnants of the garlic and the tarragon and the white wine and the yeah. stock bubbling away. Um, I would add some rock salt to this normally as well, but I'm, I'm out at the moment. Um, so but, what are you after? Um, I'm not gonna add it today. It's personal preference. Okay. I've said this to the last two people who have come on um, the podcast saying that salt is a flavor enhancer, mm. generally. Um, it brings out the flavors in other foods as well. So what I'm going to do is get our old measuring jug friend from earlier. It doesn't matter that it's still got a bit of um, stock in it because we're going to be putting <laughs> stock back in it. I'm going to take it off the heat and very carefully, without burning anyone, pour it in, turn the heat down on the hob, there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's all in your jug. We have a nice base. Okay. You're going to sieve it back through. We've got a sieve, and you're exactly right. We're going to sieve it. So you're hovering that over the pan. Yeah. And just running it through. And that, I'm assuming that's going to catch all that garlic. Yeah, basically. So we've got a bit of garlic, a bit of tarragon, which we're not going to neglect either. So we're not going to forget about that. Okay. Because that is still part of the recipe. But what we have got now is our stocky, whiny broth with tarragon garlic flavourings in it. With the garlic left to one side. With the garlic and tarragon actual bits Pieces. left to one side. Um, so we're going to apply that to the heat and continue boiling. Is that staying at the same heat? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, still quite a high heat for this one. Now what's going to happen with this mixture of white wine and stock is we're going to get the fatty kind of bubbles come to the top, which we're going to try and scoop out eventually because we don't want too much fat. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, how are the potatoes coming along as well? So They're okay. They need a little check. bit longer, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Mild. A lot longer. Okay, well, that's fine. Mash does not take that long. Bubbling. So like I say, um, have we still got my tablespoon somewhere? I can always get another one. It's fine. Um, what we're going to do is when this does start appearing, you'll know when it's... um. The bits you're looking for because they do like i say kind of float to the edge the same as the garlic did so there's none at the moment uh, you can kind of see it just just about forming around the edge there and that's sort of that sort of white whitish creamy texture around the top and the outside yeah that will start to go more brown in a okay. minute and then it will look a bit more hurt and you kind of want to get rid of it <laughs> <coughs> okay i mean you can keep it in um, i'd recommend not to it's not going to kill you if you do it's not like um rice <laughs> As you were saying, where it's just poisonous to anyone who touches it. But again, quite an easy bit where you just kind of 
relax a little. Just chill. Just chill. Now, what I have heard at the moment is that you're kind of writing a dissertation as well. How's that going? I've actually just finished it. Really? Today. How many words? Uh, well, there's two separate pieces. So there's 8,000 words and then there's 6,000 words in separate mm. documents and an oral exam. Okay. How do you think <laughs> it's gone? <laughs> um, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah? That sounded mildly I'm a bit positive. of a perfectionist, so it's not really as good as I would have liked it to be. Right. But equally, I found it... R I'm sure a lot of people can relate when you get to that final bit and it's really hard to motivate yourself. Yeah. To keep looking at the same I always think you've been looking for the last five days. When you're writing something, whether it's what is it, 14,000 words or 4,000 or 1,000 or anything like that, the first 100 words and the last 500 words or something like that are by far the hardest part to write, like Definitely. by such a long way. Because you kind of look at the word count after a certain point and you're thinking, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm, I have no more to say. What, what's the minimum? What do I need to meet? <laughs> 1,800. I can do that. That's great. But no, those, those last 500, you're kind of like, you just want it to be over. Definitely. Your life, not the... Uh, <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah. But no, as long as everything is good, then uh, everything is great, I suppose. Well, like I said, I've handed it in today, so I'm... Very You're buzzing, just in, just in time for your birthday. Yes, yeah. exactly. Super excited. <laughs> right, oh, there we go. Okay, so what I'm doing now is, like I say, just kind of using a tablespoon to scoop away those little fatty, tiny bits. Eesh. Yeah. That's like, that's not like a, a liquidy thing. That's actually like a, a it's, solid. It's, it's kind of like a foam, um, yeah. is what I'd say. Um, there's not too much of it, but we still don't really want it that much. So it's kind of collecting in a right pool edge. in the middle, and then, like you say, round the edge as well. Um, not too much of it, which we've kind of got lucky with this time. I suppose we've got a bit of a less fatty bit of chicken, which is quite nice. Don't forget about your chicken either. If you're not sure about it, always give it a little look in the oven, which I should probably do as well, just to make sure it's not exploding. No, we're lovely. We're lovely. We're golden with that. So, what's the next step? The next step after this is to create the sauce, which is, like I say, going to be using some of the old bits of garlic and tarragon that we've got from earlier, as well as our cream. So, what this is going to do, this wine and broth, is it's going to reduce. I couldn't think of the word then. It's going to reduce, so it's going to be quite a thin um, physically thin, not tasting thin, uh, quite small amount of liquid, really can't come up with the words today. Um, then we're going to add the cream to it, not too much because we're not going to be too fat. So you're still letting it bubble away there for a bit, when would you say you can tell that it's thin enough? Does the texture or consistency change? Kind of a little bit, yeah, you, you will kind of, again it's kind of personal preference on this. Um, I've got quite a wide pan, um, probably how, how large would you say that is? About 20, 20 30 centimetres wide? Size. Dinner plate size. Good measurements, I like that. <laughs> We've got about a dinner plate size and it's probably going to be a couple of millimetres off the top by the end. Um, again, this completely varies on the size of your pan. Um, but you don't want that much of it left. Really, what, what I think the timing was is that you should keep it boiling for 12 minutes once you've taken the chicken out. Um, again, that completely varies because uh, cooking is more of a subjective thing, it's not, it's not factual. 
But then, like I say, I'm going to open it now, just because uh, who doesn't love a bit of cream? Oh, I love cream. You can use single cream. I prefer double cream because I'm a, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a lover. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I try not to get it all down the front of me because I'm wearing a nice blue shirt today. I'm actually representing the uni, believe it or not. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I know. <coughs> Give me uh, free stuff. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Always nice to make sure the cream's not out of date. Always check on top as well. Says the 7th of May. I think Says the, oh yeah, I was looking at the other side, 9th of May. There we go. <laughs> so we've got a few days either way. Um, for reference, it's the 3rd of May today <laughs> when this was recorded. So good stuff, good stuff. What I'm actually going to do is turn up the heat to maximum, just get that boiling away a tiny bit quicker because we don't have all day. Potatoes, give them another check. Still not there yet. Still not quite there. A lot better than they were though. You want them to be soft enough so that if you poke them with a knife or a fork, then they're gonna... As I'm mark. doing. Yes, yeah. you are exactly doing that right now. You should be able to just smooth that knife on through. I don't know if you have the same problem as we do here in this house, in that there's a distinct lack of knives and forks. We have an excessive amount of knives, but they are all blunt. Brilliant. Ah, that's where we come in hat. We've got a knife sharpener. Oh, so we've got a one-up so on you were organised. Yeah. Well, we kind that. of. It was, it was given to us. It was a present from the lovely landlady. <laughs> um, but what we do have an excess of is, you can hear this, all of what you're hearing right now is spoons. <laughs> we've got hundreds... Not teaspoons either. No, no, no. Tablespoons. Teaspoons are non-existent. Do you want a cup of tea? The most useful no. thing. <laughs> you can go home. That's where, that's where the teaspoons are. Not here. And we had the same problem last year. I can't understand what it is. It's something about spoons and forks, especially, the two. Used the most, I guess. Yeah. And just no one ever returns them. I mean, we had a theory last year that one of the housemates was throwing them out with the takeaway <laughs> boxes. Which, it does sound plausible. I mean, I, I genuinely believe that's what happened. <laughs> I lost a good few forks that way. Right. Ah. Oh. Back to the cooking, though. And we're very near to the point where we want to start adding the cream. So I'm going to give that just a couple more minutes. It's good because when I when I scrape through this now, you can actually start to see the bottom of the pan, which mm. is always nice. Um, it was kind of an accident while I was taking out some of the fatty bits. Just kind of popping those to the side for now. I say for now, we don't want them. There we go. Nice, nice, nice. So what else have you been up to in the last few weeks then? Um, well, I actually came back from an athletics competition this weekend. This Any good? Weekend. Yeah, it was it was actually really cool. Um, we, well, I was, I, there were three other, I'm an ambulance sprinter, which means that I am a para sprinter. Right. So my classification is T44, which means that I have a disability from with my legs from the knee down. Okay. Um, I have it on one leg, I have a thing called telepease, which is very dependent upon your case. There are some people that go to British Athletics and want uh, to see if they're classified and they will have one foot that is two and a half and the other foot that is five and they won't mm. get through. Okay. Um, so I was one of three uni participants that wanted to do it at this big national competition, which was the university's competition. Um, and I was the only uni person that turned up. Everyone else wow. was injured. So um, instant first place. Well, you'd like to think so. <laughs> um, but there were three other guests sprinters which were uh, GB athletes which was wow really cool yeah and you got to compete with yeah fantastic yeah so it's been a very good weekend 
<laughs> nice, nice, nice. It's been a good weekend. And what you have been doing as well, I've noticed, is you're posting this all on social media so people can actually go and look at your yes. like kind of account of what's going on every day. So how how do people get in touch with that? Yeah, so there is a YouTube channel which is Diary of a Para Athlete and there is also an Instagram account which is exactly the same. Yeah. Um and that's talking about you know, the the journey, if you will, from yeah. being uh who I thought was a normal person, everyday person, uh, to getting this classification and then progressing towards Tokyo. Um, so I'd really like to go to the Paralympics. So you're going to keep that up, how how regularly are things posted? Well, YouTube, I try and do YouTube weekly, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> I just don't have the time. I don't know how YouTubers do it. Right. Um, but I will be uploading another one soon. So every now and again on YouTube, but Instagram practically every day. Brilliant. Well, there you go. So if you want to get in touch with that, you can always go and find on Instagram and YouTube, Diary of a Power Athlete. Yeah. Or you can follow Tor and her exploits doing <laughs> random athletics things <laughs> from what I've noticed. Yes. Lots of sprinting. Now, I don't want to take the limelight away from you there. You're going to add some cream. But what we're going to do now is we're going to create our sauce. So really, there's probably only about, I'd say about 70 millilitres of this sauce left. Um, not too much of it. Most of the fat's been rendered out by me in a, a little spoon. A little spoon. <laughs> um, so what we can do now is turn the heat down a little bit. You never want the heat too high when you're working with cream because what it does do is reduce very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're going to have this horrible lumpy cream, which no one wants. Um, so what we're going to do is simply add the cream to the center of this. We're not going to want too much, probably only about 50 millilitres to start with can kind of do this by eye as well. So if you really like your cream, add as much as you like. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can always try. And kind of mix that in with this sauce. Should get a nice kind of pale, I would say creamy color, but that's cheating, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's like, like an off-white. Yeah. Which doesn't make it sound too appealing. It's a, it's a skin color. It's a skin color if you're White. Very, very pale. <laughs> <laughs> but like I say, we've only added about 50 millilitres of cream there. We're going to keep that on the boil. And we're getting the first little smells there of what actually could mm. be a very nice sauce. So what I'm going to do now is go back to our garlic and tarragon from earlier and start to reapply a tiny bit of that. Because again, they're good flavours. You don't want to neglect them. So just kind of add a few bits and bobs. Not all of it. It's so you're just literally spooning through the stuff that you've got left over, yeah. putting it in random places. Effectively, because we're going to give that a nice stir in a second. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I actually need to use your sieve. Ah, lovely. Get those potatoes. I mean, we do have a colander, if you oh, would rather use a colander. Because yes. that is the yes. purpose. So. It's quite a useful tool, a colander, as well. Especially for students, because you can use it for potatoes and pasta, which yes. are two of the staples of a student <laughs> diet. I mean, we've already made a pasta dish for the show already. So I'm literally just going to... You get the fun bit now. I always find the fun bit about making mash is the actual mashing. Yes, definitely. And Tora's also broken the kitchen. Nice to know. <laughs> Sorry. Just going to put everything back in its place when we do that. <laughs> That's a nice sound, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Right. So you've assured me that you know how to make mash. Yes. 
So, do you want to go ahead and take the reins on this one? Do you want sure. to describe so, what's going on? Uh, do you have a masher? I do have a masher in our utensil drawer. Take oh, your beautiful. pick. That's looking usable. Well, someone's definitely used it in the past. Um, I'll just give that a nice length for you. Again, the benefits of living in a student house. <laughs> um, not everything might be clean when you kind of expect it to be. Um, so the potato masher with potato included. So I'm actually just gonna, case. I tend to go through and just cut the potato again, just cause I find it easier to, to mash in, yeah. in the future, I suppose. Exactly, smaller pieces. And then obviously you get your nice clean masher and just, I don't want to use this word, but pound the potato. You're going to pound the potato. <laughs> Make sure your hobs are off as well. Because the last thing you want is to start a house fire. This is true. Uh, while you're doing that, I'm just going to go back to our creamy sauce here. And you can start to see that from what we had a couple of minutes ago, this is starting to thicken up. Because what you kind of want by the end of this is, is we're aiming to have it at the kind of consistency of a nice gravy. Okay. Because um, that's effectively what this is for the dish. It's, it's a gravy. So I've mashed these to a consistent level. Sure. I'm going to take some cream now. How much though? Just, I, I mean, again, it's down to personal preference. It's however creamy you that's like where it. where I so. judge you. She's used the entire... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've just used a little bit. Maybe like, I don't know, two teaspoons, would you say? Uh, yeah, I'd say maybe maybe a tablespoon and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Why are you laughing? Tablespoon and a half. What are you Your laughing at this? big. Tablespoon. You know what? Let's call it a dessert spoon. <laughs> Let's settle for one dessert spoon of, a, of double cream. And what you can actually add is milk. As well. Is milk, yeah, absolutely. Makes it even creamier. Uh, what I've always wanted, um, but we never have, is have you ever used a potato ricer? Ah, oh, confused look. <laughs> no, I, I assume that you haven't. Is that like a garlic chopper, but for potatoes? It basically really, really finely mashes the mash. So when wow. you do get a mash, um, what it does is it's, it's, it's like a garlic crusher, like you say, yeah. but for mash. Um, I sound, sound so like it comes out and it, it, you get the smoothest um, potato mash you've ever had. And I oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. You like press it through. Yeah, you literally yeah. press it through. And it looks like mince. It does, yeah. And it, it, like I say, it gives you the smoothest mash you've ever had. And I love it because I love smooth mash. I know some people like it a bit lumpy, but I think the smoother the better, honestly. Like with your chat up lines, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Love them smooth. <laughs> right, so I think we're just about the point with our sauce here now. Um, it's quite thick. It's not overly reduced. It's just slightly thinner than a normal gravy at the moment. What I'm going to do is making sure not to burn my hand with my protective gear. I've actually got a proper oven glove here. To remove our chicken. I know it's on quite a low temperature, but you can never be too safe. Going to remove our chicken from the oven. It's good. It's not on fire. That's always a nice start. And it's as simple as getting your tongs or whatever you uh, you'd rather use, and putting it back in our 
sauce. Nice and easy. Mm -hmm. Don't forget not to burn yourself on a hot tray because I've done that numerous times. I don't know if you've ever tried to take anything out barehanded from the oven. I haven't. I'm very sensible. I often forget. And by <laughs> often, I mean not that often. I'm not that clumsy. And here we go. So we're getting the final stages of the meal together now. I think one of the most satisfying parts about cooking in general is when you make a meal like this, where there's more than one um, kind of element coming together and they all happen at the same time. Mm. So while the chicken is just about done here in the sauce. That's also, these potatoes are pretty much done. That's what I mean. So what we're going to do is just kind of make sure these chickens get a nice coating of this sauce because this, this is also going to go on the potatoes. Um, and then we're pretty much ready to eat, which is the nice fun cool. bit. This is the best bit. Yeah. There you go. I don't know if you can hear that, but just kind of coating the chicken and making a bit of a mess of it. Right. So if you're ready to. I am. I think I'm ready. What I'm going to do is get our plates which I did actually remember to put out this time, um, unlike the last few attempts. I mean, it's not the biggest meal you're ever going to eat, but... But it's, this is a really good meal though, because it's full of your good carbohydrates and your protein. So you're really on those nutritional values. Yes, of course. Right, now you've got an important choice to make. Right. Do you want our blue plate or do you want our white plate? Do you know, that's actually reminded me of a funny story. My mum used to tell me to stop sneezing. You should say blue plates over and over. Really? Yeah. That's something I've never heard of, <laughs> I'll be honest. So I will go for blue plate. Blue plate it is. Great. Well, you can apply as much mash as you want. Do you want to serve it up with these? Or... I know it's mash, but these are like, <laughs> these tongs are curved. Oh, grab right? a fork. Okay, suit yourself. You know what, it's really bad, but I usually love putting butter with my mash as well. So. Butter and mash. Mm. Well, it's not really that strange, because when people have a roast potato, not a roast potato, what am I, a boiled potato, rather. Yes. They do tend to have boiled potatoes and butter. In fact, most boiled veg, I know people have butter with. I have so. butter with a lot of things. I suppose potato, mashed potato is boiled, so it's not all that strange. That's all your mashed potato, yeah? Sure, I'll give you a nice... Thank you. Beautiful. Try and make it look as like pro as possible, but <laughs> horribly failing at it. I'm gonna serve up my mash as well. You like my fork? I'll, I'll use that, it's already covered in potato, isn't it? Have you been starving yourself for this meal? Or? I haven't, but I'm <laughs> always hungry. So. You're ready, <laughs> your body's ready. All right, so the best bit now, mm -hmm. the bit that you've all been waiting for. Oh, you're welcome to have a seat, by the way. You don't have to stand up. I'm really hungry. All right. <laughs> Suit yourself. <laughs> Just let me know if you want any more sauce or potato as well. Oh, yeah. I feel like grandma at Christmas dinner. That was really nice. First impression. What did you have? Bit of chicken with a bit of, bit of potato. Plenty ah. of sauce. The two best bits. Mm -hmm. The only bits, of course. I'm going to tuck in myself. Is there a... Where did I put the foot there? In the mash. Always in the mash. Now, every time I cook this, it tends to come out slightly differently. You get different strengths on the flavour. No, oh, I love it. That's really nice. I can oh, really I... taste the garlic and tarragon in that. Oh, that's the bit I love. I'm a mm -hmm. massive fan of garlic myself. Who doesn't yeah. love garlic? 
I don't know. Vampires, I guess. <laughs> They're not really huge garlic fans. Mm. Oh, and it's always nice when you cut through a bit of chicken and know I haven't poisoned someone. I've done it well. <laughs> it's always a nice start. It's not actually dry either. No. In my opinion. Which is weird. Because a lot of people think that when you boil chicken, it instantly becomes this dry mess. Yeah. But if you do it correctly, there's no reason to say it should be any more dry than roasting or any other method of eating chicken. Mm. You're nodding as well. That's some good chicken. I'm pleased, I'm pleased. Until we get off mic and you say, like, that was horrible. <laughs> oh God, I wish I never came. Oh. I can kind of tie this back a tiny bit as well. Because um, you mentioned earlier, rice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, this recipe, I have to say, is quite nice with, with rice instead of potato. So if that's your thing, you can always do that as well. Um, I know that when I have this at home, because um, this is actually my mother's recipe. Mm -hmm. So thank thank you for that one, Mum. She always makes it with rice instead of potato. But again, personal preference. But because I don't want people to just listen to ten minutes of me eating the food, <laughs> I think I should probably end the recording here and all say right. a big thank you. So thanks for joining us, Tor. That's quite all right. Thank you for having me. Any time. <laughs>